Hello and welcome to Movies for Dumb Guys. I'm your host, Joe Johnson. And with me as always is Ryan Sharp. Freedom! <laughs> and Tim Williams. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> and uh, today's theme is endings. We're going to talk about our favorite endings, <coughs> our least favorite endings. Our happy endings? <laughs> that's, a, that's a different show. Uh, endings that were like a punch to the gut, uh, or maybe a shocking twist, or uh, maybe just something that was unsatisfying. So that's going to be the theme of today's podcast. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, I'm going to talk about what I think is probably one of the most iconic endings in movies. Um, one of the greatest endings in movies. Um, there's a little clip. God, I'm back. I'm home. All the time. We finally really did it. You maniacs! You blew it up! Ah, oh, damn you! God damn you all the the Planet of the Apes, the original, um, from uh, what what year was that? Nineteen sixty eight. Not the remake where the Lincoln Memorial uh, had a monkey on it. Um, so yeah, I think that's one of the most iconic endings in movie history. One of the most off uh, parodied and quoted and uh, mimicked um, and uh, shocking endings of all time where. Uh, oh, and I guess I should say this before we really get into this. This show is going to be full of spoilers. So if there's some movies on here you haven't seen, you might want to look away. So um, having said that. <laughs> look away for this podcast. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I feel like kind of, uh, you know, Planet of the Apes uh, had one of the greatest twists of all time. You know, here Charlton Heston and his fellow astronauts land on what they think is an alien planet. Uh, they discover it's run by uh, apes and that humans are second-class citizens. And uh, they think they've traveled great distances uh, only to find out at the very end uh, they find the remains of the Statue of Liberty and realize that they never left Earth. They just traveled into the distant future. Um, Ryan, what are your memories of the original Planet of the Apes? Uh, zero. Never saw it. Wow, are you kidding me? It just never interested me at all. The best Planet of the Apes thing was in Spaceballs. Other than that, not interested. <laughs> wow. What about the... the uh, Didn't recent, watch the remake either. The trilogy? The recent nope. trilogy? Those not, are great. Not interested. Wow, okay. Tim? I'm right along with you at number one, Planet there of the you Apes. Go. Uh, also parodied in my favorite um, comedy movie, uh, Strange Brew. <laughs> um but uh but yeah this is uh like, like you said just just iconic and um Rod Sterling wrote this right I mean if 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 you Yeah it definitely has that twilight zone Yeah exactly feel. exactly I I believe that they did do a twilight zone very similar to that where they shot where the astronauts went up into space and they crashed they thought they were on Mars but mm -hmm. turned out they were in the Arizona desert the whole time Yeah um, Interesting, but yeah, but did not have the 
ape aspect of it. But um, yeah, it's funny because uh, when I was looking, kind of looking at other people's lists, a lot of people had this listed as as their, um, you know, one of the best. Yeah. And the Marky Mark version as the worst, <laughs> um, which I, I I didn't I didn't really think that because I just thought that whole Marky Mark movie sucked anyway. Yeah, I, so. I forget that it even existed. That yeah. was just pointless. But you're right. The last three, the trilogy that they that they recently did, those movies were great. Uh, but there was really no twists in those movies. I mean, but, yeah. but they didn't really need to. No, what those movies basically did is explain how they got to where they got to in the in original the Planet of the Apes. Because right. when you, if you were to see it when it first came out, it's like, okay, how did this happen? How did the apes take over and the humans uh, fall to second tier? Right. And the trilogy, the recent trilogy, I thought did a fantastic job yeah, it did. of explaining how that happened. And it, uh, it was great. So it all ties in really nicely. Mm-hmm. Now the sequels to the Planet of the Apes, eh, those, you know, those original sequels, those are kind of hit and miss a war for Planet of the Apes. And you know what I'm talking about? The original ones. Yeah. Yeah. They did what? They did probably six of them. Yeah. <laughs> six yeah, sequels. Battle for the Planet uh, of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to tap that cash cow when the. You know, yeah. you got to strike whether the iron's hot. <laughs> the second one was bad. Um, you know, some of them are okay, but uh, but yeah, they got really goofy. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, but the first one definitely yeah is uh, is all time classic. Uh, also, it it uh, spurred on um, Joe Flaherty's uh, Charlton Heston imitation <laughs> on SCTV, which is basically him just going. Damn, <laughs> damn you to hell the whole time. <laughs> I think he, uh, he did that as Moses, didn't he? He did, yeah, um, that too. Yeah, that's his style. All right, moving on to number two. Uh, this is kind of a tie between two movies from the same universe. Um, this is one of my favorite endings of all time. I'll play a clip and then explain why. Oh, the <laughs> Ain't gonna be no rematch. Ain't gonna be no rematch. Don't want one. Rocky! Ladies and gentlemen, Rocky! We have Bumps. That is the ending to Rocky. Um, what I love about the ending to the original Rocky is that, again, spoiler alert, uh, he doesn't win. He doesn't win the fight. Um, the whole fight is just supposed to be sort of an exhibition. Uh, kind of, I mean, even though it's a title shot, but uh, it was just, you know, Apollo took it lightly and said, oh, let's give this guy a shot. People will tune in and watch. And then Rocky steps in the ring. They dance around a little bit. Apollo's not taking it seriously. And then Rocky knocks him on his ass. And I was on my feet cheering. And they go toe-to-toe. They're just beating the crap out of each other. Apollo gets the advantage. Rocky gets the advantage. It goes back and forth until the final bell rings. And they uh, announce a split decision. And uh, and Apollo keeps the belt. And what I love about it is that... Uh, 
it, I think it would have been cliche had he won. I love the fact that they celebrated the, that he just went the distance, that he went um, all the rounds against the champ and almost pulled it off at the end. I just, I just think that was just such a great way to end that movie. Yeah, they saved the cliches for all the sequels after that. The sequels. Well, now Rocky Two, which I'm putting into this uh, in the number two spot here. They so they you know Powell's saying there ain't going to be no rematch. Well, of course there was a rematch. And they fought. And then what they did in Rocky Two is they both throw that last punch. Both of them fall on their butt. And as the referee is counting, they're both scrambling to stand up. And Rocky gets to his feet first and ends up taking the title. So so a lot of people call that one of the greatest endings of all time. And it was a pretty damn exciting uh, ending. Um, so Rocky, Rocky Two, I think, uh, two of the greatest endings in movie history. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts? on the endings to Rocky, the Rocky movies? Well, Rocky is uh, definitely way up there on my movie lists uh, of all time. I love Rocky and everything that goes along with it. Um, I did see this on a lot of lists for greatest endings, and I disagree, sort of. Um, I It turned a great boxing movie into a stupid love story. So he didn't <laughs> care about the... You know, he didn't listen to who won the fight. All he cared about was finding Adrian and getting Adrian <laughs> through this crowd. And, and you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so cool. You got it in the background who's winning and he doesn't care. And then they find each other and embrace. And it shows that they're just two hearts beating as one and they just love each other <laughs> and confess their love. I don't need that romance You're crap. So this is a cynical. boxing movie. It was awesome up to that point. They didn't need to throw that in there. But it, they're still uh, some of my favorite movies of all. <laughs> man there's a movie out there for you called raging bull <laughs> and i like raging bull <laughs> tell me your thoughts on the rocky endings i did not put these on my list um but uh it you know i, I was pretty young when i saw it and i think that i saw the second one at the theater before i ever saw the first one wow um so and I was young, but you know it had been like so long since I'd seen him. And then when three came out, it was on cable, and I watched it all the time, and and four, and and so on. But it's been so long since I've seen the first two. I uh, that's probably the main reason why I haven't put them. I would, I did I not would put even them on my list, but. say that number four had a better ending than number two. Refresh my memory. How did four and. It's where it, I mean it's not so, good, but it's where he talks to all the Russians and if I if I could change. You could change. Uh, Everybody could change. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rocky Three is a little bit more formulaic. It's like he gets cocky, he gets his ass kicked, and then he trains for real this time, and he uh, bring, gets the title back. That's, I mean, I enjoyed Rocky Three, but that's that's more of a crowd pleasing formula thing. I like right. when movies kind of go against the grain sometimes and yeah. aren't so predictable. But three and four are my favorite Rockies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. As, but, as, as, as a, movies as a whole, they're entertaining as hell. I, I kind of am partial to five. That, you that one, that one, shut your whore that, mouth. That, that one definitely get out. Avoided all the cliches. <laughs> that the, ending was great. All the cliches of a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, let's move on to number three on my list. I remember going to see this movie uh, in the theater and walking out of the theater, looking at the world in a completely different way. It really. 
changed my view oh, of the world. That's how I know what you're going to say. I bet you I know me. what you're going to say. Um, and I remember the ending of this was so great that I almost, on one hand, like I wanted to see where the story was going to go next, but on the other hand, I didn't want it ruined. Um, but here's a little lead up to the ending of this movie. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. He hangs up the phone, cut to an aerial shot, and he flies into the air like Superman. I thought that was one of the greatest endings. I mean... That on top of what I feel is one of the greatest fight scenes of all time when Neo uh, fights Agent Smith. Um, And to end it on that note where he realizes that because it's a computer simulation that anything is possible and he can fly like Superman, I thought that was one of the greatest endings of all time. Now, like I said, I almost didn't want a sequel because I'm like, how can that possibly live up to the expectations you had at the first one? And most people consider the sequels pretty disappointing, even though I thought the second one, which one was the second one? Uh, wasn't Revolution. Uh, Reloaded. Reloaded. Reloaded Matrix. I thought Matrix Reloaded was okay, but I don't think it really went in the direction that people <clears throat> expected at, after the end of the first one. Um, but I thought the Matrix had one of the greatest endings of all time. Ryan, do you concur? <sighs> no. It's uh, not on my list. It it. Again, I, I was late to the Matrix party, and uh, I didn't see it till just uh, not too long ago. It's, again, not really my thing. Wow. And uh, screw Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to bring up painful didn't you, memories. Uh, didn't you meet him? Yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I met Keanu, and uh, not a fan. Not a fan. What a, what a dick. <laughs> Tim, what are your but thoughts? But that had no bearing on the movie, by the way. What are your thoughts on The Matrix and uh, We've discussed and this uh, in past episodes, and I was a huge fan of The Matrix when it was called Dark City oh, a, few, we a couple years There we that. go. I saw Dark City on a few lists as well. For endings? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Do you happen to remember what the ending of Dark City was? I don't remember what the very last scene was or anything, but if you've ever seen it, it is very, very, very similar to The Matrix, but it's in a, it's like in a dream world instead of uh, The Matrix, but now, when I made, the same thing. When I made my list, I didn't base it on the exact final credit roll. It's like just the end of the... Well, mine isn't either, okay. I, but I just... Oh. Uh, oh, I do remember. Yeah, he, him and... Um, yeah, now that you mention it. Uh, the main guy... We didn't. <laughs> the main guy and uh, girl, and I can't remember even who they were, but uh, they, they finally... I think they're walking out on a dock and... It's like a big happy where they escape the dream world. Okay. <clears throat> what did they wake up? I I, I don't remember. All right, I haven't seen it. 
Well, don't, don't ask me the hard question. Sorry, sorry. The Matrix no. is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, don't. I'm not going to get into my whole other uh, universes, the computer simulation speech. I'll save that for later. Um, all right, number four on my list. Um, I don't have a clip a four hours. You uh, say our universe. You yeah, said the, our universe? the universe that we live in currently. Yeah, right. that's, a, that's a different right. podcast. We've had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four on my list, I don't have a clip for because it's one long kind of musical uh, montage. Um, but I absolutely love the ending to La La Land. And I know La La Land isn't everybody's cup of tea. I mean, it's specifically the ending because it's not the happy fairy tale ending that most people expect when they go see a movie. Um, but what I loved about the ending of La La Land is that it felt real to me. It felt genuine. Um, for those of you who might not be fam- familiar with it, you know, we follow the romance of Mia and Sebastian throughout, you know, 90 minutes or so of this movie. Um, only to find out at the very end that uh, they don't end up together. They they came into each other's lives, touched each other's uh, lives, affected each other's lives, and then it was revealed that they went their separate ways. Um, but I'm not necessarily referring to that, even though I did enjoy that that take. But then they do this what-if montage. What if everything had gone smoothly? What if they did end up um, together at the end? What if they did get married and have kids? And so seeing that that what-if what if things were different? What if things went this way? Um, was so amazing. Like I, how they kind of redid the entire movie in those last five minutes or whatever to show you what might have been. And then at the very end, they kind of give each other a look and go their separate ways forever. Um, I absolutely love the end to La La Land. Uh, Ryan? This made my list. Hey! Under the worst endings. <laughs> I absolutely hated <laughs> that montage. It, it sucked. It, it, wow, that surprises me. Why does that surprise you? It was nothing it but was like, great. look how happy you could be, but you're not. Yeah, that's life, man. That's that life. Might, maybe that's your life, and you need to redo your matrix. <laughs> but I just thought it was a, a crappy way to view things. And like, they could have, I don't know. I don't know what what the point was and why they had to include this in the film. It could have just been they could have had that moment where they exchanged looks and smiled at each other and he just stared down at his piano and was clearly more upset than she was. Uh she looked more like she was having like a fond memory and like, "Oh, there he is." But he looked like I want her back kind of thing. Um that that could have been the end right there. They didn't have to put that whole montage in there, and I think it it brought the movie down a little bit. I enjoy the movie. I think the I the like reason it. behind the montage is that the movie itself is basically a, a love letter to Hollywood and Los Angeles, and they showcase all the different locations and everything. Um, and no, I think, no, 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 no. That's your vacation trip. Well, that, I, I live it every time I go to LA. That's what that is. But the montage, I think, was a tribute to the great musicals uh the gene kelly musicals um of the 40s and stuff like that um where like at the end of american in paris it's like a big fantasy dance sequence with bright colors and abstract images and stuff and so i think the movie ended as an homage 
to the great mm. movie musicals of right. the uh, golden age, and that's movie. one of the reasons I loved it. See, movies, are, and we've talked about it before, movies, escapism, I want to be entertained, I want to forget about the bad in the world and, and you know, just live in a different world for a couple hours where everything's rosy, mm-hmm. and this killed it. And, hmm. uh, I, I mean, it, it's, it's so sad to see, like, what could have been and what should have been, and if you just would have said one thing different or showed up 10 minutes earlier, reacted differently to this one conversation, mm-hmm. um, you know, you'd be happy and uh, living the, the life, but no. Mm. So, Tim, do you agree? Garbage. Never seen it. Never saw La La Land? No. All the times it's come up for, um, for conversation on this podcast, you never said, you know what, maybe I should see this movie. Never. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> All right. Um, well, like the guy on Billy on the Street said, you're not going to like it for the first four times that you watch it. <laughs> but that fifth time, <laughs> Emma Watson puts on a show. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, if you didn't like that ending, you're not going to like this ending. I told you. <laughs> you oh. die after that. What'd you do? Um, I love the ending on Infinity War. Um, the only complaint that I have is we know it's not permanent. We know it's not going to stick because we know there are more Marvel movies coming out. We know that there's a sequel coming out. Um, and I almost wish there wasn't. I almost wish that this first uh, phase of the Marvel Universe ended on that note. Um, I thought it was bold. I thought it was daring. To end the movie like that, I remember sitting in the theater going, what the hell did I just see? The audience sat there stunned. <laughs> How many movies can you say that you've seen where you sat and lingered in the theater stunned at what you just saw on the screen? Um, I thought it was an incredible ending to a movie. Um, uh, unfortunately, we know that um, they're going to. The, the Avengers are somehow going to change the ending of that movie. But, um, Ryan, uh, did you have the same feelings you had for La La Land? Like, uh, man, this is a downer. No. And I can't really explain why it didn't bother me. Maybe it was because we knew it wasn't really the end. Um, but I thought the performances were great and the way that they, um, you know, made people pass on with the, the streaming thought that was really creative and, uh, you know, it was a great way to do it. Um, they just kind of disintegrate. And, of course, we've talked about it before, Spidey putting on that that Oscar uh, Academy Award uh, performance there. Speaking of Oscars, um, I was shocked that Infinity War lost to First Man for Best Special Effects. I thought what they did in Infinity War, turning the, uh, the actors into Ash, was spectacular and unlike anything we've seen in movies, yeah. so I was a little That's disappointed good. by that. But. but if we learn anything from Gravity, it's that those movies will win those awards. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't surprised with that, but um, no, yeah, I thought it was a, a great way. And, and and the theater I was in did the same thing. Everybody was like, "Wow!" Everybody was blown away. Everybody had to stop for a second and think about what just happened. And um, yeah, it was uh, definitely one of the better endings to a movie. Yeah, emotional, Tim. Uh, yeah, I actually have this as my number five, and um, you know we've kind of discussed this before. It's 
almost like a modern day Empire Strikes Back. Did you type, cry? Type of feeling. I might have teared up a little bit during the Spider-Man scene. I can't remember if he cried. I, I don't think I like was uh, snot crying or anything, but <laughs> I think my eyes teared up a little bit. Right. Sorry, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what you said about that. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, same thing. Everybody was stunned. I knew that something was going to happen just because I, I was somewhat familiar with the Infinity Gauntlet storyline from the comics. Um, I never, I never actually read it, but uh, I knew enough about it where it was going to be a big, a big deal. And and really, we don't know. I mean, we do know that it's going to be a sequel. They probably made a mistake. Well, maybe they didn't because you know there might have been a big backlash if it really would have ended that way. People mm-hmm. might have been like really upset about it. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a mistake to to announce that it was going to be. Uh, a, a two-parter, um, I think it might have had more of an impact. Right. It still had a huge impact on people, but I think it might have had more of an impact if people wouldn't have known that that it was going to be a two-part. Yeah, and they, I mean, they dropped hints, too, that the, the, the ending wasn't final because Doctor Strange, you know, he went into the future. He saw the outcomes. He saw there's one scenario where they win, and then just before he kind of fades off into obscurity, he says to Tony that, this had to happen um, for that, basically that one scenario to play out. So, so it, they were it, dropping hints that okay, this might not be the end. I mean, we don't know for a fact that every single character is going to come back, right? I mean, we obviously some of them are going to come back, but but we don't. know. I can pick if a few they can leave off. Come back. <laughs> well, that's why I'm so eagerly anticipating the sequel coming out in April. Is who's going to come back? How's this going to get resolved? What role is Captain Marvel going to play? Wait a minute, um, wait a minute. A lot of questions. The, the sequel is uh, coming out this April already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't like even a realize week, that. Like a week that. after yeah. Captain Marvel. Seriously? Uh, maybe not a two week, weeks. but maybe a month. It's April. So oh, wow. Captain Marvel comes out cool. I didn't March. Even reala- I didn't what, even realize that. March uh, 6th or something, or March 7th. Um, uh, yeah, but, like um, a week or two, right? But yeah, so Infinity Wars is right around the corner. Right, so look it up. All right, we'll cool. see how it all plays out. All right, so that's my top five favorite endings. I have a bunch worthy of discussing, and then I have my top five worst endings that we'll get to in a little bit. But let's go around the table. Uh, Ryan, um, throw out one of your all-time favorite movie endings. Well, one of my all-time favorite movie endings um, is this little movie that we all know and love called Usual Suspects. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what this movie was. Um, I was, you know, like, Asked to go to, the, hey, you want to come check out this movie with me? I'm like, what is it? They're like, usual suspects. I was like, I don't know what it is. Let's go. And was just absolutely blown away. Um, and it's, uh, uh, I still rank it very highly as a movie overall, but I did not see the ending coming in any way, shape, or form. Like, it just was a complete shock and so creative. Like, I was like, wow, that's just that's genius. Yeah. Uh, everything about it was genius. Yeah, I think most people would agree that that's one of the greatest uh, endings in, in movie history. And Everybody uh, but Joe Johnson, who didn't have it in his top it's five. It's not my top five favorites, <laughs> but I do think it's one of the greatest movie endings of all time. I have it on my honorable mention list. Um, but I, I was watching it again because I was trying to find a soundbite that I can play uh, for the podcast, but there is no single soundbite. It's like this cacophony of, of lines and names that that uh, Kevin Spacey threw out and 
as the uh, the one cop sitting on the desk looking at the cork board with all the stuff. And he drops, drops his coffee <laughs> and finally figures it out. But it's just, yeah, so as as they're playing back dialogue, you see the things on the board. And I couldn't find a single sound. The only sound clip you needed was the one guy who was like, guys are so safe. Yeah. That would have been good enough. Yeah. Way to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was uh it was amazing it was uh, amazing uh to make the viewer realize that most of what they seen leading up to the end was was all bs horse hockey yep tim do you agree this is my number two and i did not see this at the theater but i had heard good things about it so i rented it with no idea you know really what it was just that people had uh had liked it and same thing. I had no idea that that was coming at the end. Um, another movie that's, um, you know, spurred on a lot of parodies, uh, Deputy Doofy or whatever, yep. and whatever, Richie Rollins' performance to last time <laughs> he was on here. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> he was just to catch people up. What was what was the topic? Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember and it, and so when it was, it was Richie's uh, turn to list movies, <laughs> we realize he's looking at the poster behind me, rattling off titles, and uh, yeah, so he he pulled a Kaiser Soze on us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I really liked that movie as well. Yeah, um, yeah. That uh, that ending kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. All right, good one. Thanks. What else you got? Um, this one will come as no surprise as well, and that's uh, Sixth Sense. I, um, I mean, again, total surprise. I maybe didn't pay enough attention to the movie when I was watching it because some people said they picked up on what was going on. I think you might have said that, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I had, I had no, uh, I had no idea what was going on. Oh, I'm right there with you. I was, I was completely blindsided by the ending yeah and so when it was it was a huge shock to me i was like holy crap what just happened that's awesome what a great idea shamalana a ding dong (laughs) good job good job now i have a clip from the movie it's not necessarily the end but let me play a clip i see dead people in your dreams while you're awake Dead people like in graves and coffins. Walking around like regular people. They don't see each other. They only see what they want to see. They don't know they're dead. How often do you see them? One of the reasons this and movie, you're one of them. <laughs> well, I think one of the reasons that this movie did so well at the box office. I mean, it was a great movie, but I don't know if you could agree with me here. But after seeing it, I had to see it again because I needed to now scrutinize the movie and say, okay, now someone had to have interacted with Bruce Willis's character. And you watch it, and you're like, oh my god, this is brilliant! Like when he's sitting at the uh, the Rest, the restaurant table with his wife and he reaches for the check but she grabs it and how he just never really interacted with anyone but the boy it was just brilliant so 
Oh, it's one of those movies you have to see multiple times. Not me. <laughs> Only because, unfortunately, I had read reviews, but it didn't tell me what the twist was, but it told me that there was a great twist, so I was looking for the twist. I figured it out immediately as soon as they showed him interacting with the kid, and I whispered to my first ex-wife, <laughs> I, I said, uh, I said, I bet you he's dead. <laughs> and she was like, she's like, no, no, no. Then a little while later, she like hits me and is like, if you ruin this movie for me. <laughs> um, but uh, but I listen, bet you Darth Vader is his father. <laughs> but anyway, listening to that clip, <laughs> listening to that clip, and speaking of Darth Vader, how did George Lucas not cast him as young Anakin Skywalker? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, come. That on. could be a whole uh, uh, a whole completely different podcast. Is all time great child performances. Yeah, if and anybody doesn't know, it came here. down to those two. Yeah, the one that he picked and Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Even watching the the screen tests, Haley Joel Osment blows that kid away. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what Lucas was thinking. I but, think he um, was basing it more on looks. Yeah. Than anything. Yeah. He, you know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was one of the all time great child uh, performances. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. So number three on my list is a movie that um, is near and dear to my heart. I'm a big baseball fan, and I think Field of Dreams. Has an amazing, amazing ending. Refresh my memory. Let me refresh your memory. So, end of the movie, um, the White Sox go back into the corn and disappear. Um, and this time they take Mufasa, Darth Vader, <laughs> James Earl Jones. Uh, they take him with them. Um, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, so he goes with them. And then, uh, you know, one of them is hanging out and stays behind, and it's Kevin Costner's dad. And he's like, do you want to have a catch? And it's just, uh, you know, a father and son playing catch. And it's something that he didn't get. And it's uh, it's kind of emotional and, uh, you know, bringing father and son together through baseball and um, just a great, great send-off to a great, great film. All right. I mean, I've seen it. I don't think the movie speaks to me the way it, it does to uh, kids who grew up playing ball with their dad. Um, okay, so I but, didn't play uh, ball with my dad. My dad was gone. I never had a father, um, but I found sports, um, and and so I just the sentiment of it, I think. Yeah. I didn't have to relate to it. All right. Yeah. Tim, your thoughts? I've probably only seen this movie one time, but I did like it, and... Um, and I and I did like the ending, but it's you know it's not one that I revisited or it really you know had a, any type of impact on me or anything. Not saying it's you know not not a great ending or anything, but it's Joe, just nothing that resonated with me. Yeah, I want you to go back and watch just the ending, mm-hmm. and let me know if you cry. No, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But uh, no. I will say, cry at Toy Story three, but you wouldn't cry at this one. That, I because I relate to so Toy Story three. I've lived Toy Story three. Um, so weird. Uh, I will say that um, one of my hobbies is visiting uh, filming locations, and uh, on my bucket list is the cornfield in Iowa, which uh, is a tourist attraction, and you could go and play some ball 
and uh, hang out at the Field of Dreams. So uh, I want to check that off my list. Uh, maybe this summer. We'll it's see. on my list as well. We've talked about it many times. I'll definitely go. All right. You can play the dad. <laughs> want to have a catch, son? Um, and I'm going to be like, no, and run off. Throw the ball <laughs> into the dirt. <laughs> yeah, they even have like mitts and stuff there. You don't yeah. even have to bring your own. It's, it, yeah. it's a pretty cool experience. So check it out on Facebook and Google. Field of Dream. The Google. All right. Uh, Next. My number four is going to be, we just recently talked about it, and that is American Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. That, um... <laughs> He says that, but on that podcast, he said, if we ever do a greatest endings, I want to bring up American Beauty. Well, go ahead and ex- explain why you chose it, and then I'll throw my two cents in. I just think it was a great ending to uh, like a, a film that you really didn't know where it was going or what to expect, and it kind of changed direction a few times, and I didn't see that coming at all. And uh, so the element of surprise, I guess. I, okay, I love this movie, but I don't remember what the ending was. Besides the girl... You know, falling apart. I mean, that probably wasn't the very, very end. No, but. We're, we're talking about the the neighbor, the dad, mm-hmm. who suspected that his son was gay or mm-hmm. wasn't happy about his son being gay, and he suspected that his son was having a relationship with Kevin Spacey's character, and put an end to that. Too sweet. You remember that? Nope. No. <laughs> what did he do? He came over and killed him or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he Man, killed... I totally forgot about wow. that. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah, a pretty I big part. Forgot. Yeah, no, I don't know why. I, I really liked that Locked movie, but I totally yeah. forgot about that. It no, that's so traumatic. Uh, <laughs> that is an ending I would describe as a gut punch. Like, I loved Kevin Spacey's character in this movie. You cheered him on. You rooted for him. And for it to end the way it did was a gut punch. It was heartbreaking and numbing. So, uh, so I don't know if I can call this one of my favorite endings, but it's definitely one of the most memorable endings I've ever seen where um, you're numb afterward. Like, really? That's how he goes out. And it was right. all a misunderstanding. Like, right. the, the dad thought he well, saw yeah, right, something. Right. That well, no, 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 no. I think it was because he rejected the dad when the dad came over uh, and, like, kissed him. Well, and that was part of it, yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, like, I'm not, now you know I'm. Yeah, he didn't want that to get out. Right? Doing that. And yeah. You, you pick my son over. It was like a com. Perfect storm, I think. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking. All right. All right. Let's bring things back up, man. Bring the room back up. So this one I didn't really see on anybody's list, but it meant something to me as a kid, and that is The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, that speech that Anthony Michael Hall, whom Wrong. we've met oh, multiple times. Yeah, several times. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my buddy uh, Michael Hall there, um, did a great little speech at the end, and you know they did the voiceover where everybody kind of voiced their their uh, their position, their status, and then you get that iconic uh, Judd Nelson walk into Simple Minds with that fist up there and um, that freeze frame, and he's left all pumped and jazzed. And uh, I don't know, it was like I thought that was the coolest thing ever when I was a kid. I read something recently that filming that that last shot with Judd Nilsson they they tried many many things tried different ways nothing seemed to be working and they were like Judd you got anything and he's like I'll come up with something and so they rolled he walked he threw his fist in the air they decided that was it freeze frame um one of the greatest final frames I think of all time of in any movie I mean 
Just a, a way to end that, man. Just uh, and that letter was a, a big middle finger to uh, the principal. What was the principal's name? Uh, I forget what his name was. Yeah, I uh, don't know just name. raided Barry Manilow's wardrobe. But um, <laughs> right. but yeah, that speech was basically a big middle finger, and uh, they said, "Here, you, you take care of it," and you wrote wrote it as if it was poetry and turned it in and said, "Screw you." And yeah, that's that's an awesome awesome ending. The only complaint I have about the ending of Breakfast Club. Is how they they kind of paired paired off like the guys and the girls. That kind of bugged me a little bit. That, and I think we've discussed this before, where Judd Nelson's character basically verbally abu- abused Molly Ringwald's Wald's character throughout the entire film, and then somehow they hook up at the end, and then so you're saying you're many, upset because it's true to life. Exactly. Uh, how, how many movies are are like that? You, I know. You just it doesn't mean I got to like not it. Not even movies. How many relationships? Well, exactly. Do you, know? you just mentioned the wrestler to me, and it's you know the same thing. It's you know oh, yeah, it's yeah. in like every movie, just about. Yeah, I mean, in the wrestler, I you know I just saw it for the first time recently, and you know she she shoots him down, shoots him down, shoots him down through the whole movie. And then he finally is like, screw you, and he's awful to her, and she smacks him, and then all of a sudden she's, ooh, I'm intrigued. And but it's like, thing, come on, but the, man. No, no, no. But the thing was in that movie, she, I feel that she liked him the whole time. Right. But because of her job and the way she had to treat people as customers and not real people, Yeah. Uh, that, that was the whole thing. And then finally, you know, she, she kind of lowered her. Uh, defenses when he said screw you and stormed out but pretty much but so that's one pup peeve i have and then i i didn't even see um uh, emilio estevez and and ali sheedy i didn't even like see the chemistry there like he had no interest in her until she got like this makeup slide and it's like again real life that's real life yeah when a girl takes a shower it changes things i am I liked her better it as the her hair emo character. But you liked her better all stanky and pixie stick. I just felt the movie would have been better if they didn't pair them up romantically. They should have just all went their separate ways at the end of the movie. I think it would have been a better better ending. But um, Well, we don't know that on Monday that they were still friends. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we'll have to do the Breakfast Club sequel. Yeah. Yeah, let's, 30, get, to, let's get to work. Years later. Let's get to work on that. <laughs> It'll just be a going to class. And... <laughs> right. That's it. All right, how many is that for you? That was my five. All right, Tim, uh, we've throw actu- something at us. Yeah, we've actually covered four of my top five. Look at that. The only other one that I have is my number three, and that is seven. Seven? What's in the box? Wait, What's wait, don't, box? don't, don't ruin box? my song clip. Oh, oh I'm sorry. What's going on over there? What's the, what's the I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. It seems that envy is my sin. Oh, what's in the box? Not to- Holy crap. <laughs> it's so, I'm going to keep my language clean here. It is so messed up, that ending. Like, one of the most shocking, exactly. twisted exactly. endings exactly. in the I history remember, of movies. I just remember seeing that movie. And that's another one that I didn't really know a whole lot about. I mean, the trailers looked good, but they didn't really reveal a lot in the trailers. So then when you go to see it. It's like so many scenes where the crowd was just like, oh, my God. Like when <laughs> they think that guy's dead, and then, you know, he's hanging over him, and uh, the big, the glutton guy, and uh, and then and then the ending. Because you're, like, wondering who the other, what the other deadly sins are going to be. Right. And you're getting to the end of the movie, and you're like, I know this has to be the end, but how come they haven't revealed these other ones? Maybe yeah. they're not going to. And then the big twist. Yeah. Now, I have to admit, I watched this movie in fast motion. 
What? And let me explain why. So years ago, we did a little cable TV show called Movies for Dumb Guys. Years ago at the old uh, the old Lake Orion TV studio. And me and my interns got together, and we talked about our favorite horror movies. And one of the titles that my intern threw out at the time was Seven, which up until that point I hadn't seen. So we recorded our, our commentary and everything, and then it came time for me to sit down and edit it all together with clips from the movies we discussed. And so my intern provided a copy of Seven, and I had to sit there and find clips to put in the show. So having never seen it, I kind of skimmed through it and was kind of watching it. I'm like, man, this movie, this movie's messed up, man. But I would skim through it, and I would stop, and I would watch some, and then I'd skim and skim and skim and watch. And then I got to the end, and I was like, it, it, it made me almost like physically ill when I got to the ending because it was that shocking and that disturbing. I tell you what, that was definitely a great movie to experience in a theater, uh, a, a packed theater, yeah. and just watching everybody else's reactions to it. Oh, I could imagine. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't so shocking to me because I'd already seen a lot of stuff, a lot yeah. of like, horror stuff. But, um, I mean, as far as that goes, but the ending was definitely a great a great twist. Now, what, what do you think was the consequences of uh, Brad Pitt's character's actions at the end? What do you think? happened he had after to be done. his career had to be done i mean psychologically uh, you know that would have been it anyway but then on, on top of killing him yeah while he was in custody that had to be it yeah but i mean god who who's the guy to say i mean knowing what had happened to his his i don't know if it was his girlfriend or uh, I think they were married. Or married or whatever but maybe not i don't remember boy how, how who who's the the police chief or whatever that says oh, turn in your badge like my god it's such a comp complex situation but but even if that wasn't the case psychologically I don't oh yeah you would have been able to do the job anymore anyway. yeah yeah brian what are your thoughts on on seven you guys kind of summarized it all up good pick <laughs> <laughs> Thank John, you. Did you Thank see you. it in the theaters or did no, you see I didn't it on see video? It and, video. Uh, what was your reaction when when I I already knew? Oh, like, did you? Yeah, because uh-huh. it was like it was video, so it was it was kind of lost a little bit on me. Yeah, uh, I I could imagine sitting in the theater watching that for the first time, having no idea what's in the box, and then finding <laughs> out what's in the box. Man, that yeah. I mean, oh, I, you know, crud. honestly, I wasn't I was not expecting that. That any, I mean, a lot of times I'll be able to kind of figure out where something's going, and I, yeah. I, I didn't think it was going that way. Definitely, yeah. But. Um, anything else you want to throw out, or do you want to move on to our least favorite endings? Um, we can we can just move on to uh, to our least. Well, let me just throw one other one out that I had as an honorable mention, and that's uh, Quentin Tarantino's first a uh, bigger movie and that's Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah. Um kind of along the lines uh well not really along the lines of 7, more along the lines of maybe Infinity War <laughs> where <laughs> where everybody gets killed. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Um and that was another movie where somebody had told me to to watch it, not read the back of it or anything and just just check it out. And so at first I'm just like, "Yeah, what's going on?" you know, and then but then when it ended, I was like, "Wow, that's yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bold." Surprised that you picked that over that Pulp way. Fiction. Yeah, but the ending of Pulp Fiction—I mean, you know, it's fantastic, but it it kind of wraps back around on itself. So, right, it's it's not like it just comes out of out of the blue. If I can uh, go back in time and 
undo something. I, I wish I can go back and watch Reservoir Dogs before Pulp Fiction. I saw Reservoir Dogs after Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go back in time, that's what you're doing. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. I regret not having seen Reservoir Dogs first because after seeing Pulp Fiction, which is Tarantino's masterpiece, Reservoir Dogs is good, but it's no Pulp Fiction. So I wish I would have seen that first, then seen Pulp Fiction. But it definitely helped with Pulp Fiction because I remember um, I took a date who had never seen Reservoir Dogs to to Pulp Fiction, and she was totally lost. And, you know, at least I had seen Reservoir Dogs to kind of know Tarantino's style, you know, with, right. with, with the jumping around and all that. So. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of the, in my opinion, worst movie endings. And we're going to start off with number one. Uh, I don't have an audio clip for this. I just have to describe it. So uh, The Mist now, is this, was this based on uh, a Stephen King It's a Stephen novel, King short, short story, I want to say. Which in, in, in some his, ways uh, is similar to The Fog, but not quite. But um, So I'm watching The Mist for the first time, starring uh, Thomas Jane, who uh, we met on the set of 61. Yeah. And, um, yes. and so I'm watching it, and I'm, I'm kind of getting into it, but I'm like, you know, I liked it better the first time around when it was called The Fog. Even though um, the fog is absolutely nothing like that. No, this. I know, but it's the same concept. So um, this one had more of a sci-fi feel where uh, the fog had more of a horror feel. But um, So I'm watching it. I'm kind of getting into it. And then, you know, it's getting to the end where there's just kind of hopelessness and desperation. And and uh, and Thomas Jane uh, ends up – how many how many people does he end up killing in the car? Like, uh, f- There was probably maybe one, two, three, probably four other people in the car. All right. So he he basically his offs them because uh, he just doesn't see any way out of this, and it's just a matter of time before these aliens uh, catch up to him or whatever. So he basically offs everyone in the car, and he's ready to take himself out, right, when all of a sudden the mist kind of clears and the military rolls in and the cavalry comes in just seconds too late after he killed everybody. And I wanted to smash my television. No, I... no, no, no. It, you were watching it at my house, I believe. Oh, was it? And so you probably would have wanted to I smash probably... my television. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. I was angry at this ending. I thought it was the worst ending I'd ever seen in a movie to to end it that way and then have the Calvary ride in. Oh, my God, I was pissed. I, I didn't like the ending either. I liked the movie up until that point, and that is not how the book ends. I don't know if you remember, right before they go to that scene, they're driving, and there's, like, a giant monster, like, walking across, and basically that's where the book ends. Yeah. Frank Durabont, being the big liberal that he is, <laughs> wanted to tack that on there as an anti-gun message. Yeah. So that's why you get that crappy ending. Yeah. So. It was awful. Anyway, but, but, I mean... It, I don't know. It it was just a little too convenient too that he was just about to do it, and then right then, they they show up. I mean, seriously, yeah. seconds later. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I guess they had to do it that way, but it was just way too convenient. Yeah, but I, I do mis- like that movie, yeah. and I really like. They actually put it out in a black and white version too, and I think it's more effective that way. But yeah, they yeah. could definitely just have ended the movie where the book ended. Yeah, yeah. Never, never uh, appealed to me. I didn't like. The fog didn't appeal to me, even though it's a completely different movie. This didn't appeal to me at all. Yeah, don't bother. I'm not. What did it come out in like 2000? 
the mist. No, no, no. It was was probably like 2010 around there. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Mm. way after uh, we did the 61 thing. Okay, uh, so nine years, still not interested. Yeah. (laughs) All right, number two might come as uh, a bit of a surprise. Um, Most people consider the original Superman uh, one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. Some might argue that it's the greatest comic book movie of all time. I remember when it came out. They did things in the movie that we had never seen done in movies before. Uh, It was absolutely convincing to see Christopher Reeve flying around and stuff. And there's so much about this movie I love, but I will never, ever get over the ending of this movie. Um, I think this is one of the worst uh, movie endings of all time. So uh, an earthquake hits California, the big one. And uh, things are toppling and everything's falling apart. And Lois Lane is in this car that, like, falls into a crevice or something. And she's getting crushed or something. And and uh, meanwhile, Superman is, like, trying to hold the San Andreas fault together, which I thought was ridiculous. And when he finally gets to Lois Lane, she's dead. And uh, heartbreaking. Tragic. And he, he flies off in a rage which is so emotional, like he's just angry and screaming as he flies off into space, and you're just your heart's breaking. And then he starts flying around the planet as fast as he could possibly go, and the planet stops revolving and goes into reverse, and they start to show backwards footage of things getting undone um, and he takes it back just long enough um, where now he can go in and save the day. And even as a teenager watching this movie, I sat there thinking, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> you can't go back in time by reversing the rotation of the planet. Um, that is BS. Um, can't even get into the physics of all of it, but the bigger, how do you know, how do you know? Have you done it? it? (laughs) I watch science stuff. Um, but the other problem I have with Mm. it is you can't give Superman that out. You can't say that he can fix everything by reversing the planet and going back in time. That is so many movies that did that though. Like what? Back to the future, like Deadpool. What? We're going to see there's, it in infinity. There's science behind like back to the future and stuff like that. Um, S- Superman to try and convince an audience that <laughs> by tell spinning me that, uh, the earth Flux capacitor is science. Uh, there is, actually, there is science behind the DeLorean and the, uh, the thing that it makes in front of the car. There is some science behind that. Um, but I, I think the ending to Superman is one of the worst endings I've ever seen in a movie. I take it you don't agree, Ryan. But think, Joe, if he did that, then you could see Reservoir Dogs (laughs) before before Pulp Fiction. Fiction. (laughs) Um, So, uh, you know, I didn't even think about it necessarily. When I I saw this movie, I was so young. um, It was totally plausible and okay for me. And uh, I was happy that Lois was saved. So it didn't didn't, uh, really phase me. I was happy, but older I got. I just haven't watched it again. Yeah. So didn't he, didn't even uh, 
backwards footage of boulders rolling uphill and everything getting undone. Ugh. Wait, that was backwards footage? Yes, it was. Oh, I thought it was real. <laughs> Tim, uh, you agree with me on this one? Okay, as a, as a big superhero comic book fan as a kid, I was never a Superman fan because he was so invincible. He could basically do anything he wanted. Right. Um, so... When that happened in the movie, uh, I, I remember seeing it at the theater, and I remember people being upset about it, thinking it was stupid. But I just I didn't care because you know he had already set himself up as being able to do anything that he wanted yeah. and being pretty much invincible. So why not add that to the list? Yeah, and that's another thing. Like you know, in the comics, Superman being an alien from another world, the the gravity of Earth and the yellow sun gave him some abilities. But originally, he was only able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Over time, they give him laser eyes and freezing Super breath, breath and, and, uh, and multiplying himself. And it's like, come on, and, I mean, man. just everything. X-ray yeah. vision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how do you... How do... That's, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson is, like, just having a stroke over this. Like, none of this is bound in science. I just remember he could... Lois was like, what color underwear am I wearing? And I was like, yes, I want that. <laughs> oh, they sold them in the back of the comic books. You could have got glasses. I, I, you could have got those glasses. <laughs> All right. I tried. Now, <laughs> here's work. another one that may surprise listeners of this podcast. Luke, we're ready for takeoff. Good luck, Mando. When we find Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter, we'll contact you. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. Princess, we'll find Han. I promise. Chewie, I'll be waiting for your signal. Take care, you two. May the force be with you. So here I am, 14 years old, sitting in a the movie theater. All right, let's go rescue Han. Credits roll. And I'm <laughs> like, are you freaking kidding me? We just waited three years for a sequel to Star Wars and you end the sequel on a freaking cliffhanger that I have to wait another three years to see get resolved. Now, genius. of course, yeah. Empire is one of my all-time favorite movies ever, <laughs> but one of the worst endings in movie history. I, again, was angry sitting there in a theater going, I can't believe that's how they ended this movie. I saw this on a whole bunch of uh, lists of best endings. Why do you do you agree? Do you I, think I, it's one of the best? Movie I don't. Ever? I don't. Uh, I don't have an opinion one way or the other on it. Um, Star Wars is Star Wars to me. I don't, you guys know I'm not a, a, a Star Wars slappy like somebody else might be in this room. Um, somebody, there's two of us. <laughs> I wasn't gonna point anybody out. But, um, so I didn't even really give it a thought if it was and and I didn't see them like you did where. I had to wait that long, yeah. you know. I mean, it's different now because the uh, Empire ends and you pop in Jedi and you keep the story going. So I don't think uh, the j today's generation could appreciate I what think, it was like being back then, a uh, teenager back then. No, I mean, I was I was eight. And I, I the same thing. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? And then, I, But I was sitting there thinking, man, it seems like we've been sitting here a long time. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to go another but, what, you know, half hour? At, at eight, I still really had no concept, <sighs> you know, not a real concept of time. So I was like, okay, let's get going. And then, and then it ended that way. Um, the only thing 
uh, about it. Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed at the time, but then again, I had hope because then I knew that there was going to be a continuation oh, to sure. the story. Because I remember after the original Star Wars, it just wasn't in my head that there was going to be a sequel to it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't, you know, something I thought about at five years old or six years old whenever I saw the first yeah. one. Um, but I think now looking back, I think people probably put that as the best or, you know, list that as one of the best because that that was a huge gamble probably to to do something to end that movie like that especially a huge movie like that yeah i mean i mean that that took some balls on lucas's part oh sure and think about this he got his I balls mean, snipped you know, <laughs> after between that. but i mean like that and jedi i'm you know when when star wars came out i'm 10 years old uh empire comes out i don't think i was quite 14 yet i might have been 13 now 3 years go by now i'm closing i'm 16 17 i don't really I mean, I, I saw Jedi, I, I liked it, but I wasn't buying the toys anymore. Now I'm, you know, entering adulthood. So to to have someone grow out of Star Wars while you're waiting for that third movie of the trilogy, it's, it's asking a lot. Yeah. So. See, I, I, I think I hit all three of them just about the perfect time. But, uh, but yeah, so it probably was double for you then because a lot of people think Jedi was such a letdown compared to, yeah. to Empire, and, and it was such such a difference in tone. Yeah. Um, I've heard people describe it as like a Star Wars Muppet show. But, yeah. I, I don't know. I love Return of the Jedi myself. I like but, it. I enjoy it. But. but I can understand people's gripes about it. Yeah. All right, moving on to number four on my least favorite endings. I'm going to talk about the movie The Dark Knight Rises. Now, The Dark Knight, the second in the trilogy, I think is one of the greatest comic book movies ever made, if not the greatest comic book movie ever made. And so there's huge anticipation for the next one. And I thought the entire movie was a bit of a letdown because it basically turned into a James Bond movie where you got a bad guy with a nuclear bomb and and, uh, Batman has to save the day. Um, So the movie was a bit of a letdown, but... I think they totally wussed out on the ending. So so Batman swoops in, grabs the nuclear weapon, flies out as far as he can over the water, and you see a mushroom cloud. And I'm sitting in a theater going, that took balls. They just killed off Batman. And I just thought that was a great ending. Like, okay, so they're going to end this trilogy with the death of Batman. And then I'm like, where's the credits? And they show Alfred go to, what, Paris, France or something, goes to some cafe and just happens to look over and see Bruce Wayne eating croissants with Catwoman. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? That just ruined the entire ending of this movie. And I felt like it was something that a committee had decided, like, Oh, we can't kill Batman. We gotta, we gotta keep this going. And so they threw that add-on at the end. I was so disappointed, and um, I just hated that ending. I hated that happy ending. I wanted it to end with a mushroom cloud and let Batman be the hero. Ryan, you wanted your happy ending to have a mushroom print. <laughs> that what you just said? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. Sorry, um, I don't care about this movie. Yeah, you like the Dark Knight, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't hate this movie. I just don't. It, it just it was another like decent movie that I saw throughout my life. Like, yeah. um, you know, it definitely was no Dark Knight. That was more impactful and influential on movies as a whole, and uh, you know what comic books 
movies are and great performances and things like that. But this one is forgettable, honestly. Yeah. Tim, do you agree? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, Bane was one of my favorite uh, characters in the comics, and I, 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 they did not get him right. Uh, they changed him around way too much, and so I was not really all into the movie anyway. So the, by the time the end came, I really didn't care. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw this on a lot of people's lists, and I, at first I was kind of like, why? And then I had totally forgot that that was the ending. And then now, didn't they set it up? But right before that, that uh, that the kid like found the uh, they introduced the, Robin the, the Batcave. Yeah, and, yeah. So that would have been a good ending. Yeah. Right there, because yeah. then you could have been, oh, okay, well, he's going to turn into Nightwing or whatever, right. or take over Batman's mantle. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess I could see why people had an issue with it. But uh, kind of like the Superman thing, I just, I don't know. I guess I just don't really care that much about it. Right. All right, number five on my uh, uh, worst endings. Even though I, I can't really describe this as one of the worst endings, to me, it's one of the most disappointing endings. Uh, do you guys remember the movie, the 1998 movie, The Truman Show? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Jim Carrey plays a character who finds out that since birth, his life has been entertainment on television. People all over the world would tune in and watch his life on TV, and he's completely unaware. Um, then things start happening throughout the movie um, that start to clue him in that uh, maybe he's uh, the ultimate reality TV show. And we get to the ending, and um, there's a scene. I remember there's a scene where he's paddling out on the ocean, but then he runs into a wall. He, like, puts a hole in the wall and realizes that there's boundaries. And then he finds a door, and uh, I'm like, holy crap. He's, he's going to escape this, this uh, reality, this uh, reality TV show, and enter the real world. And he goes up to the door, and he turns the knob, and he steps through the door, and the credits roll, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I wanted to see him go out into the real world, find that girl that kind of tipped him off, and I wanted to see him explore the real world, see what the world was really like. And I'm disappointed that we never got that, never got a sequel, nothing. We just kind of left to our imaginations of what life was like for him once he got out of that dome um, what are you guys' uh, Ryan, what's your thoughts on I, this? I totally disagree with you. Um, I you couldn't do a sequel, that would just be a boring movie about Jim Carrey going around living a mundane life. But that's why I, maybe they could have just tacked on another 10 15 minutes of this movie. I think I don't think it was necessary though. I mean, you could just play that out in your on your own, and you know, he's gonna go find that girl, and you know, he's gonna just l- start to live a normal life or try to, anyways. He's still gonna be <laughs> uber famous. Um, and he didn't just walk out the door. He did the, the little tagline that he, that he always, you know, greeted the neighbors with in the morning, like, you know, good morning, good evening and good night or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. If I don't see you afternoon, good evening. Good night. Yeah. So I thought that, you know, I don't think that, that was one of the best movie endings ever. And I did see it on some lists, but I definitely didn't need anything more than him walking out of the dome. I think I would have liked to have seen sort of a boy in the plastic bubble sort of a thing. There was a TV movie with John Travolta that came out in the 70s where he was trapped in a bubble his whole life, and he finally wanted to see what the, life was like outside the bubble. And he, the bubble boy. Yeah. Bubble boy. <laughs> Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. The moops. Um, but no, so the, the boy in the plastic bubble 
leaves this bubble, he feels the sun on his face and the wind on his face. I want to just at least that. Yeah, but then didn't he die? They never revealed that. They never revealed if he died. They just showed him step out of his bubble. Well, well, why couldn't they have had 10 more minutes or 15 minutes? Watch him have an agonizing death. To the bubble boy. (laughs) To the boy in the bubble. I just uh, Good call, Tim. Good call. I agree with Ryan wholeheartedly. I think that anything else that they would have tried to tack on there, I think it's better that they left it to our imaginations. Hmm. I think anything else that they would have tried to write would have been a letdown at that point. Yeah, I, I guess I have to agree with you, but I, I, I just wanted more. I just wanted more. Well, and maybe I, that was the intent. You, you're left wanting more, but... I, if you want to nitpick this movie, I have a bigger problem with all of a sudden everything went to crap. Right. All of a sudden light fixtures are falling from the sky and right. background actors are eating craft services and yeah. Yeah. radio stations are talking to them through his, like yeah. everything happened all of a sudden. Right, right. All right, so um, those are my top five worst or most disappointing endings. Uh, Ryan, you got any uh, bad ones or disappointing yeah, ones you want to throw out? I do. Um, I do got to point out that I can't believe that we go another podcast and have to hear about stupid Star Wars. Job Johnson. Um, <laughs> but I do have... Uh, oh, we're not done. I do have three more. <laughs> and I already mentioned La La Land, the next one. And Tim, I'm sorry, I might be stealing your thunder then. Star Wars Rogue One. Oh my goodness! Hmm, that surprises me. Hate it. How could you hate that movie? They had no choice. Every... They had to end it that way. Don't make the movie. I, <laughs> I got all invested in these stupid characters that and then never they... appear in Episode Anything. One. No, exactly. But they make this movie, so they're starting a different timeline or whatever. It's you know, not. like a, not a different timeline, but a different perspective of a timeline mm-hmm. and then they just kill everybody off they there's to. no way that they could have ended it any other way they could have just not made the stupid movie i loved it i did, I, I did too it's in my Hate top it. five star wars movies hey um, it's probably in my top three yeah ethan who is also a star wars junkie like you two hated it as well i mean if if you look at the movie on its own if you didn't know the Star Wars universe existed and you sat down, let's say you came out of your coma, you sat down, you watched Rogue One, yeah, I would say, wow, that's a terrible ending. And maybe they, that's why, because I don't no know. Choice. Maybe that's because I don't know, like, the serial numbers on C3PO and, uh, <laughs> you know, what color underwear Luke Skywalker no, no, has no, no. on, no. like you guys. But No, no, no. All you really need to be familiar with is the beginning, the first five minutes of the original Star Wars. For it to add up. I mean, really, the, the beginning crawl and, like, maybe the first couple minutes when the Star Destroyer overtakes the uh, Blockade Runner. Was that English you just said? <laughs> <laughs> and for your information, yes. the yeah. trash compactor number is 326-3827. There you go. So, there. And TK421, why aren't you at your post? And the Princess's cell is 2187. So... I guess we showed you, didn't we? Yeah, you guys really rain man that up. <laughs> Good job. All right. All right. So, you're wrong on that one. Next. No, not. So that was La La Land, Rogue One. Uh, number three is a movie that is probably in my one of my top ten, maybe top five favorite movies of all time. But I just hate the ending. Um, and I don't know that it does. it's not fitting. I just I don't like it. And that is Life is Beautiful. Oh, painful. 
painful, right? This movie is an emotional roller coaster for starters. Um, but then uh, that ending, um, you just like he tried and fought so hard and got so close, and then just nothing. Oh, man. So it, it's it's uh, it's super sad, super. Yeah. The first half of the movie is kind of like this punch. romantic comedy where he's trying to win the girl. And second half is this war drama where he's trying to protect his son. And, uh, yeah, I, I, this is one I saw in the theater. And I remember being numb, being numb. Like, I can't believe what I just saw. And, again, one of my Our favorite part. movies. I think it's amazing. It is. Anybody hasn't seen it, go watch it. If you watch it, it has to be done with the subtitles on. Do not watch the English dub version because no. that ruins it. Yeah, Roberto Benigni won Best Actor for a reason. He made this film. Don't English dub it, but do watch this movie. Yeah, uh, and uh, I don't think I've brace ever yourself. I don't think I've ever seen it. <clears throat> wow, what the? It, it was um, it was another one that I wanted to see, and just for whatever reason, I never got around to it. But then when I started hearing. Like about what it was, and I kind of was like, yeah, man, I'm never going to be in the mood to watch that. Right. It's definitely something you have to mentally prepare yourself. That's why for. I've never seen Schindler's List either. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little different, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a gut punch. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Any other? Uh... So that was a good one, Ryan. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um... I'm sad now, man. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Um, there is a let's see, La La Land, that one, that one. So I only had four. The other one, this one, isn't going to be on anybody's list. This one is entirely just because of uh, when I saw it and what I was expecting, and um, that is Mad City with John Travolta and Dustin Hoffman. Never saw that one. No, yeah, never seen it. so it was a pretty decent movie, but um, the reason that I hate this ending is because uh, John Travolta dies. Um, hmm. And it was really, I think, the first time that I remember going to a movie and seeing a main character. He was the main character of the entire movie, and it not have a happy ending. And hey, I'm no, dying over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he died in... Uh... Was the one where he had like a telekinetic? No, power. you're talking. That's his career. No, 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 no. You oh, know no. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you're talking about phenomena. The yeah, bub- he died bubble in that boy one too. Bubble boy. Oh. <laughs> oh, we didn't see him die. Um, and and the way he died in this movie too. So it's just it it was you know this guy was you liked the the Travolta character and he was uh, very distraught and had problems and going on and you wanted to see him get better. And then he doesn't. And uh, it was just one of the, I was like, man, that movie, that sucks. Like, I did not enjoy watching the character you're rooting for die. Um, and maybe I'm a little hardened over the years and now I wouldn't care. But <laughs> back then when that came out, um, it really, uh, it bothered me and I was not a fan. Tim, you got any uh, least favorite endings you want to throw out? I do. Um, and I believe we've discussed this one before. Um, my number one most hated ending is a movie starring Dakota Fanning and uh, Robert De Niro called Hide and Seek. Um, I, I remember you brought this one up before, but yeah. refresh my memory. I, I went and saw this at the theater. Um, the 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 movie company even went to the lengths of sending a different reel with the ending on it to the theaters 
because it was so secretive. They didn't <laughs> want anybody to figure it out. And, um, you know, throughout the movie, uh, ba- <clears throat> basically, I, I want to say that he was her dad and he was a single dad and she was being um, uh, somebody named Charlie was she was doing stuff to her. And then it turns out at the end that he's got another personality and it's Charlie, okay. which you could have seen coming, yeah, which you did see coming. But you were like, no, they can't end it this way. That That's like the most obvious ending that could possibly be. Yeah. And it was, and it was another vehicle for Dakota Fanning to scream through the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, yeah, that ending was horrible. That that one, I was actually very pissed off at the end of it <laughs> at the theater. That's what you want: walk out of a theater <laughs> angry at the ending. Yeah, I uh, very upset with that one. All right, what else you got? Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And <laughs> just the ending, eh? Well, no, because that that is the one movie that I remember like. Maybe not halfway through, <clears throat> probably further along. But I, at one point, I was just like, I do not even care what happens. Yeah. I, I, w- I would have left, but I was with my second ex-wife. And <laughs> I thought she wasn't saying anything. How many so times have like, you been married? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I thought she was enjoying it. And then as soon as we got over, she was like, what did you think of that? And I was like, I thought it was horrible. I would have walked out. And she's like, I was thinking that too. But, uh, but anyway, it, I don't have the problem. I've seen this on people's list. My problem is not that it dealt with aliens. It was the execution of it. Right. It was just, I, I just didn't care for it. I, I would have put this on uh, my worst list if I just gave a crap. Uh, it, I think it's one of the worst movies ever made, and there's no redeeming qualities of this film at all. So to single out the ending, I'm like, <laughs> well, that's true. thing is garbage. So. That's true. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Did, you did like this movie, didn't I you? I did. What an idiot. Uh, my number eight, or uh, my number three worst, is uh, Contact with Jodie Foster, um, where mm. she comes in contact with aliens at the end. The whole movie, you're kind of like looking forward to seeing what the alien's going to look like, and it took the form of her father because it didn't want to freak her out or whatever, and I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I remember when uh, I didn't see Contact in the theater, but there was all this hubbub. It might have even been, like, Oscar-nominated. And uh, I'm like, okay, what what's the big deal? And I finally got around to seeing it, and I did not like the movie. I thought it was one of the most boring, boring sci-fi on, movies on, I've on ever seen. On top of seen. it, but I, yeah. I was watching it thinking, okay, well, at least if they have a cool alien at the end, Jody it Foster. might save it a bit. Yeah, But they don't, and it didn't. Jodie Foster's boring. Well, I mean, she can be, but I mean, she, you know, she wasn't boring in Silence of the Lambs. But I thought she was boring. Really, it's a good movie. Exciting. I thought she was boring. She though. wasn't boring in Taxi Driver. <laughs> That's true. But um, now, because of Contact, I never got around to seeing that other movie that came out. Uh, I think Amy Adams was in it. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. Where they get like a alien signal and. I think that was Oscar nominated, and I'm like, oh, that's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I did, I did want to see that, but I never did. Yeah. When did that come that? out? A couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm talking about like Cloverfield or anything. No, 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 no. no. It's this was uh, like an Oscar nominated movie. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that one oh, either. Yeah. But yeah, just a couple of years ago. Oh, is that the one where like the with the hand? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of it either. Um, my next one would be War of the Worlds 2005. Tom I actually, Cruise, Dakota yeah, Fanning. Yeah. 
Another I one. I saw that on a lot. Why do you hate Dakota Fanning so much? She screams. Because this is another one where it, her whole the, her whole performance was one long scream through the whole movie. But I had to stop the movie. I, I was watching it, and I stopped it. I couldn't yeah. take it anymore. But that's not why That's not why this is on the list. Um, you know, the ending just kind of is abrupt, and the aliens end up dying off because of the uh, bacteria on Earth. Yeah. And it ends with a Morgan Freeman voiceover mm-hmm. explaining like how why it happened, <laughs> which is ridiculous. March of the penguins. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The aliens caught a cold. <laughs> that that was basically the gist Had of it. You. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> you. Right. I ended up seeing this movie two times at the theater, honestly, because <laughs> I wanted to see one of them at the drive-in. Because you and it love was playing, Dakota Fanning. And it was playing before the other movie that I had to see. Yeah. So I ended up having to Did sit through Did she scream through the whole thing of Charlotte's Web? I don't know. I never she saw was in, I never, yeah, and I, I never Liars. saw that. Liars. You're lying. Why would you mess with perfection, the original? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Some pig. Uh, and my last one is Time Bandits. I remember seeing this as a kid, and I liked this movie all the way through. But as a kid, the ending, you're just kind of like, what just uh, happened? Because uh, his parents go to touch that thing that was in the um, in the toaster, and then they, like, blow up. And then he's just like, Mom, Dad. And then, boom, and then they pan out, and <laughs> that's, that's it. I vaguely remember that movie. <laughs> I don't even know what this movie is. You've never seen Time Bandits either? Uh, I saw it like once on cable a oh long time ago. That's uh, where that statement, no, if you weird. rewind, if Superman rewinds this, where I said, I don't even know what that movie is. No clue. Oh. Is that oh, with John Claude Van Damme? Time Bandits is another um, no, that was movie time cop. That jumping was a Oh, Time Cop. No, it had, uh, it had a lot of little people. I think you would like it, actually. <laughs> Love me some littles. <laughs> here's, um, here's some honorable mentions. Uh, this just set outside by top five. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. No, 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 no. Doc, I just got here, okay? Jennifer's here. We're going to take the new truck for a spin. Well, bring her along. This concerns her, too. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, we become assholes or something? No, 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 Marty. Both you and Jennifer turn out fine. It's your kids, Marty. Something has got to be done about your kids. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Now, apparently, when Back to the Future came out and they had this ending, there was no intention of doing a sequel. They wanted to end the first movie on that note just to leave people speculating as to where it was going. But the movie was such a monster hit that obviously they had to do a sequel. And I don't think... As much as I like the sequels, I don't think either one of them come anywhere near the original. But um, it's such a great ending to see just Doc come out of nowhere. I don't like the third one at all. The Western? Yeah. Yeah. Tim, Stupid did you train. like the ending um, on this one? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I thought it was great, actually. I remember seeing it at the theater, <laughs> and I think I got to see like a sneak preview of it. So I saw it a little bit earlier than, uh, than it, when it came out. And... I, I remember just watching it and not thinking it was going to be the huge. I, I loved it, but I didn't yeah. think it was going to be the huge success that it was. Yeah, I was yeah. fired up at the end. 
It got me going. I was, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Got to go yeah, back yeah. in time. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, Tim, here's one. Back in time. Here's one that I thought you were going to bring up. I'm your date. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring this one up, Tim. Tell me if you could uh, name this movie. If you're worried about me. If we've got any surprises for each other. I don't think we're in much shape to do anything about it. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Name that movie. Uh, that's easy. The thing. Got any more brain busting? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ending of the thing. Um, the camp is on fire. Uh, you don't know if either one of them is the thing. Uh, right. And then they roll credits. I, yep. I I love the ending to the I, thing. I didn't think. I don't think I liked it as a kid. Oh, really? Because the same the same reason. It was like just add ten more or fifteen more minutes. On it. <laughs> Let's see what happens. But yeah, just because it was such an ambiguous ending, I didn't appreciate it as a kid. Now I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, to end that way, um, and uh, they did. They did actually do a sequel first. Or well, the only sequel I think they've done to it was uh, in the comics. Oh, okay. and uh, it pretty much starts out right there. One thing that's interesting about the thing is you, you mentioned a sequel. I look at it as more of a sequel to the original black and white thing. Um, because it sort of picks up where the first I've never one seen the original. Off. Yeah, thing. it's a completely different monster. It's a big cheesy yeah. Frankenstein monster. Sort of yeah, yeah. Wasn't he supposed to be like um, a vegetable or a carrot? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. um, but yeah, Veggie um, Tales. Uh, <laughs> just about. Um, do you have uh, memories of the ending of the thing? Nope. Nothing. Move on. The only thing I know of is a big orange rock. A big orange rock. Oh, the, the uh, thing. Fantastic Four with the with the with the with the dong. The rack dog. <laughs> okay. Was this dork made of orange rock? Yeah, it's a dork. That's what it was. A um, couple, uh, couple honorable mentions. Another gut punch of an ending. Uh, have you guys seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I've yep. never seen that. 1975. Never have. Gut. I mean, this rivals Life is Beautiful for gut punch of an ending. Um, even though they did Big kind Chief of... gets away. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, but Jack Nicholson's character was there. So I was probably like eight or nine years old, so that's how I found out what a lobotomy was. Right. And was... Yeah. So, I mean, it ended on that note of, of the Chief uh, picking up the sink and throwing through the window and leaving, but uh, had to sacrifice Jack Nicholson, and uh, that was just heartbreaking, man. That was... Cuckoo's Nest, I think, was like one of the first grown-up movies i saw like prior to cuckoo's nest i was always watching sci-fi and fantasy and animation and stuff and when i saw cuckoo's nest which was a lot later in life for me um it made me look at movies a completely different way i was like gut punched by that movie what are you laughing at the way you say cuckoo's nest what's the name of them i don't want to say one flew over to cuckoo's nest every time it's fine i don't know it's the way you're like cuckoo's nest like i don't know it amused me <laughs> well, I amuse you like a yeah. clown. It's, it's just funny. I'm just saying you're funny. You're a funny uh, guy. <laughs> did uh, I don't think we talked about this movie, did we? We talked about its sequel, but uh... where is the ark? I thought we'd settled that. The ark is somewhere very safe. From whom? 
The art is a source of unspeakable power, and it has to be researched. And it will be, I assure you, Dr. Brody, Dr. Jones. We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. So after seeing what the Ark is capable of in this movie, one of the most dramatic fantasy moments, um, the movie ends with it being boarded up into a crate, taken into a warehouse, and hidden away with millions, <laughs> it looks like millions <laughs> of other crates. Yeah. Who knows what's in all these other crates? Right. And this is an ending. It didn't seem very hidden to me, by the way. It just seemed like... Well, they, he kind of turns a corner and disappears down an aisle, and you, it's you've lost yeah, the time. Yeah, but it's like in like on Studio Lot C. <laughs> it's at Area 51. Yeah. Um, so love it or hate it, I think it's one of the greatest endings of all time, where after everything we went through in that movie... It just they gets, just go uh, box it up and go throws it in a warehouse. It in storage, right? Yeah, yeah. Storage so, wars. Yep. Crazy ending. Um, other uh, uh, honorable mentions. Um, the others with Nicole Kidman that has a great twist at the end. Oh yeah. Uh, Unbreakable, another uh, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where you know it's based on a true story. But people sort of disagree as to what happened to the real-life Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Uh, the general consensus is that they were gunned down in a battle with the Mexican Army, but people say that they continued to live uh, long lives. Um, so this movie kind of left it up to the viewer where uh, uh, Butch and Sundance come out of this uh, building and freeze frame, and you hear gunfire and stuff like that but they freeze frame and leave it up to your imagination uh as to what happened to butch in uh in sundance um any other honorable mentions you guys want to throw out yeah i'm upset at myself uh i forgot my list so i was just trying to go off memory and i left out one of my favorite movies of all time and uh that's fight club um oh yeah i thought uh did you show me a piece of paper that was on my uh, uh, honorable mentions of worst endings. All right, so no. yes, I don't know how we're friends because <laughs> everything you like, I hate, and vice versa. <laughs> vice versa. Um, I thought it was amazing. How do you? How is that a worst ending? That was a cop out. I just thought it was a cop out. Like cop really? out. That was a twist for twist sake. No, you could, you could say the same thing about Six Sense. Then, like, uh, not my thing. No, I mean, there's a lot of them that I would classify as that, but Fight Club is not one of them. I, I I thought it was great. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Great movie, too. Yeah. Agree to disagree. I'd talk about it, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anything else? We're <laughs> running out of time. Go ahead, Tim. Tim, any uh, other The only other one that I want to throw out there is uh, the original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, there is one more I got, too, then. Um, I forgot about this one. Also, and that is The Natural. Mm-hmm. Um, that iconic moment where he the takes the lights, lights are was that are, the end of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lights are yep. popping. That's a great movie moment. Yeah, absolutely. It is classic. Tim, did you have one you were throwing out? You did. I already said the original <laughs> Night of the Living oh, Dead. Oh, I thought you had another one after that. <laughs> no. Well, re- mean, refresh my memory. How did the original Night of the Living Dead end? They shoot the good guy, <laughs> the main the main character. Day happens. Who uh, shot him? The the guy the zombie hunters. They they think he was a zombie. 
Well, it's up for debate. <laughs> oh, my last terrible one, Bird Box. Screw you, Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> On that note... Thanks for listening to our latest edition of Movies for Dumb Guys. See you next time. Good night, everybody.